Hey, it's time for Making Sense to the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is the Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Let's talk about the markets. How are they doing this morning? Markets are in the green. They're continuing the rally that we've seen earlier this this week. I, you know, it's amazing to think that it's been roughly a year since the world came to a grinding halt due to COVID. Mm-hmm. And we've seen such an amazing recovery. Um, they actually declared a global pandemic about a year ago tomorrow. So so looking at that and looking where the markets were a year ago compared to where they are today, uh, it's been uh, 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 surprising how, how quickly the markets have, have gotten back to where they were and even, even more than that. And I still think the worry out there a little bit is that uh, a lot of investors really panicked last year, right? And they got out of the market, and some people have still been sitting on the sidelines this entire time. Uh, a lot of investors tend to look in the rearview mirror about what happened, but you got to look forward. And there's uh, a lot of strong news still still coming out, such as uh, the strong jobs report that we're seeing mm-hmm. in the U.S. Um, they reported uh, that they added 380,000 jobs. The unemployment rate decreased further to 6.2%. Remember, it was as high as 14.8% back in May of 2020. Uh, and in Canada, we're as high as uh, 13.5% or so as well. And so why are markets continuing to rally at this point? Uh, one is the U.S. stimulus bill, obviously passed in the Senate. Uh, it's supposed to be signed into law by March 14th, and the markets are excited about that. Um, even uh, expectations uh, for growth in the U.S. in 2021 uh, are looking to be 6.5%, and that's increased from 3.2%. So, again, if that all happens the way it, it should, uh, and we return to growth uh, and, and see increased growth uh, in the U.S. as well as in Canada, I mean, we're, we're their biggest trading partner, so we're going to benefit from that as well. Uh, things are, I would say, looking up. And just remember, in a recovery from a, a, a crash or a bear market, uh, nothing goes straight up, right? You're going to have days that are down. You're going to have weeks that are down. But overall, in my opinion and my team, you know, we're looking at this going forward. Where is the world going to be in six months from now, in 12 months from now? And I think it's going to be a lot better place than it has been, especially right. because of the vaccine rollout. I'm curious, though, like that stimulus bill you talked about in the United States, that, um, that has a lot of public support, even like cross-party support, uh, like, I mean, among the people, not among the politicians, to get this thing done. There seems to be a real appetite for lots of infrastructure spending in the United States. Does that have an impact on the markets? For sure it does. Um, And so you see a lot of infrastructure type stocks moving higher. Um, You also take a look at even just coming out of um, a recession, the areas that tend to do well are industrials, materials, and even financials. Um, with the stimulus bill, that just kind of accelerates some of those sectors, right? Going, okay, well, and, and Biden's, you know, been very public that he wants to spend money on infrastructure. So, so that's a, a positive thing for the U.S. economy. And as I said, why is this important to us here in Canada? I do talk about the U.S. a lot. Uh, the reason is, is one, is because a lot of investors have exposure to the U.S., right, U.S. stocks and so on. That's been a, um, a better market than ours for, for many years. Uh, and then number two, just going forward, just in terms of trade and, and as well in the Canadian economy, uh, we're going to definitely benefit directly should they uh, get stronger as the year progresses. So, so that's a good thing. Um, you know, but also just, you know, the impact for investors going forward, what should you be looking at? You know, you still want to be diversified. So even though this latest sell-off has been in a lot of technology, so the NASDAQ has come down, 
Uh, you know, yesterday had its best day since November. So again, investors are dealing with volatility they haven't seen since the vaccine announcement. Everyone was used to every day just going. Yeah, up. exactly. <laughs> this is easy, no problem. Yeah. Um, but of course, you know, it's the stock market. You know, you're going to have these times, and and what we're seeing, and you and I have talked about, is rotation, right? So people are selling it of technology in favor of of cyclicals or other other stocks, but. Again, is this a reason why you should sell your Google and Amazon and Microsoft, you know, these great companies? Again, in our opinion, we're not. Uh, but we did reduce some of our technology in favor of some of those other areas. Again, just looking forward, um, you know, you even think of some of those growth areas that are likely going to uh, do well when, you know, people are able to roam freely around the world again, such as airlines, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was against airlines for many, many months there. But, again, you take a look at some of those positions. Uh, they've done very well as of late and as they open up. I mean, I talk to clients and everyone can't wait to get on a plane again once it's safe to do so. I'm sure you as well. <laughs> so, as long so as we'll it's safe to do so. I might, still, I might still wear the mask, but as long as it's safe to do so, yeah. It's just weird. Just the thought of being in those crowded conditions again, isn't it? It, it is, you know, or even to hug somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so you, true. you know, I mean, it's uh, it, it, it will open up and, and mentally we probably have changed for the short term. Right. And, you know, this is going to be with us for, for some time. I mean, this was a very serious situation. It still is. Right. Uh, but as things uh, open up or, you know, restrictions ease and we can get back to life as it once was. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, we're probably going to be cleaner people at the end of the day. Like, I'm going to continue washing my hands for years and years to come with hand sanitizer. Exactly. Yes. I think that's ingrained in our heads now, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's true. Uh, let's talk about women and financial decision-making here, too. Monday was International Women's Day. you got March is Women's History Month. How, in the finance industry, how does that, how do you deal with that? Like, are there concerns that just women have versus men? Yeah, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about women and retirement. And I thought because of uh, Women's Day earlier this week, and as you said, Women's History Month, that it would be good to talk about women and investing. Um, in Canada, women control $2.2 trillion of personal finance, financial assets, and that's likely to grow by more than 70% over the next decade. Women are now 61% of our labor force here in Canada, and they're earning more than ever before, but still only earning 89 cents on the dollar compared to men in the same role. So that gender gap is uh, smaller, uh, but not where it needs to be yet. And so when I, I mean, of course, I deal with a lot of women, I deal with a lot of couples, but in terms of women, uh, women uh, definitely have more financial decision-making power than they ever have before. So when I look at uh, kind of, you know, women between uh, the age of 50 and, and 70, I see a lot of women taking on that role. Um, and they're controlling more of their wealth. They're making more decisions within the family. Um, you know, they want to invest their money uh, and they want it to be safe. They want uh, their financial advisor to hear what they're saying um, and be able to communicate well. I think mm-hmm. that uh, women think differently than men about their finances, which can work to their advantage in the long term. Like, in fact, even Warren Buffett once, again, one of the world's uh, most successful investors, most people know, uh, says one of the biggest compliments he's ever received is that he invests like a girl. And I thought that was great, you know. <laughs> That's and- funny. 
And one difference is that women are more goal-oriented than men with their investments. Um, in my experience, women will think about money in terms of safety and security, but they're also going to look at the goal. So am I able to afford a renovation in my house? Will I be able to afford travel and retirement? What kind of income can I draw right. in retirement? Men, on the other hand, are looking at it, you know, how can I get an 8 to 10% return? And when, right? And it's not that everybody is the same, but again, these are just things that we have to be aware of as financial advisors and portfolio managers. And again, women tend to be more aware of risk. It doesn't mean they don't like risk. They want to understand the risk. And I think that's the difference. And I think that's Mm. what keeps them safer. And again, uh, some of their returns are even higher over the long term because of those things. Fascinating stuff. Hey, Lori, thank you. Thanks so much, Simi, and again, uh, happy International Women's Day as well. Okay, thanks to you, you too. That's Lori Pankowski. Lori is, of course, as always, the Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. You can contact her team at 604-695-LORI, or you can check out their website, which is pankowski.ca.